Hey everybody, hey everybody, how you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. So today we're going to talk about Black-owned businesses. Uh, we're going to talk about ways you can support Black-owned businesses. And I'm going to give you seven specific ways that you can build your community. We must support Black-owned businesses because Black-owned businesses are the lifeblood of the community. We have to trade in the student loans and the corporate jobs and go back to what our ancestors did. They own land, they own businesses, they owned assets, they built for the community. If you get, if you agree with this, put a yes in the chat so I know I'm on the right uh, path with this. And so I'm gonna give you seven ways you can right now step up and build your community and support black owned businesses. So get comfortable, buck up seatbelt. We're gonna get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means that we care about our community. Black first means we educate our kids. Black first means we prepare our children for the future. Black first means we build wealth. Black first means we open up books. Black first means that we believe in poweronomics. Black first means that we want to win. If you agree with this philosophy, if this makes sense to you, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat, hashtag B. One. All right, guys, so I'm going to be really quick today. I'm not going to take a lot of your time, but I wanted to give you something very specific and clear that I think can help you in your journey. Uh, how many of you, give me a yes or no, how many of you believe in Black-owned businesses? Give me a yes or no. How many of y'all want to see Black businesses win? Uh, give me a yes in the chat. Let's be very conscious, very intentional, very deliberate about who we are, what we believe in. How many of you want to see Black-owned businesses on top of the pile? How many of y'all want to see our kids running billion-dollar, trillion-dollar companies? How many of y'all want to see our people ahead of the curve? Put a yes in the chat if that is who you are and that's what you believe because that's what we're fighting for right now good thank you for your yeses i see valencia and bezzy and chuki and dion and atlanta's black wall street and michael crystal smith good to see you all right all right so let me uh share something with you guys all right so today i was working on uh this book that i'm putting together the book is um i've been working on it for a couple years now it's called the 10 commandments of black economic power and in this book my goal is to lay out 10 simple frameworks that will allow us to not just uh, not just be equal to white folks, not just catch up with everybody else. I'm talking about dominate. I'm talking about blow it out the water. I'm talking about do a Usain Bolt on the asses. I'm talking about be so great, so extraordinary that even the Jewish community is looking at us and saying, my Lord, how do these people own all the assets? This is easy for me to do. This is easy for me to see because you guys know I've been teaching college students for 30 years. I've been teaching finance at Syracuse University, the Ohio State University, et cetera. So this is what I do. This is what I know. And I'm telling you, the formula is there. And the best part about it is that it's very, very simple. It's not hard to do. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up this um, this uh, post. I put a post on LinkedIn. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, feel free to do that. I have a newsletter called the Dr. Voice Breakdown on LinkedIn. So feel free to do that. But y'all know me. I'm on every platform, New <laughs> LinkedIn, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere else. So just subscribe to the different platforms and uh, you'll get a chance to get, to get a lot of information that, that I like to share with you. All right. So uh, here are seven ways, seven ways you can support black owned businesses and build your community. This is important because before integration, we own businesses, we own land, we owned assets because we did 
didn't think white folks were coming to save us. What happened was after integration, we were trained to trade in uh, the businesses for student loans. Now, a lot of y'all are drowning in student loan debt. Give me a yes in the chat if, you're be, if you've been hit by the student loan nightmare that's affected this whole country. Uh, after integration, we traded in the land ownership for corporate jobs. How many of y'all are tired of the corporate plantation? Give me a yes in the chat if you've experienced the pain of the corporate plantation, the racism, uh, you've seen the microaggressions, uh, the mistreatment, the lack of opportunity, all these other things. So what I'm saying to you is that we got to go back. We have to reverse course. We must reverse course as a community if we're going to succeed. Reversing course means going back to the basics. Uh, and people like um, uh, Kiyosaki, who wrote uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, I like the guy. He's good. And one of the things that one of the points that he makes that I agree with 100 percent is he said, you know, he, he had his, his poor dad who taught him how to go work for other people and how to how to do a good job. Then he had his rich dad who said, well, the reason you learn how to do a good job is so you can do a good job for somebody who knows how to make money. So his rich dad said, why would you spend all your time learning how to do a good job when you can instead spend your time learning how to make money? So what I'm saying to you is your kids don't need to just learn how to go do a good job. They need to learn how to make money. Teach them how to make money, right? So, uh, so, so here's the other thing too. For Black-owned businesses to succeed, for us to have economic power through the ownership of business, which is pretty much the only way that happens in a capitalist society, you're going to have to support the businesses. One of the problems you have in the Black community is you have what I call bad economic soil. A lot of your businesses die because nobody supports Black-owned businesses. Uh, white folks boycott Black-owned businesses. Uh, black folks boycott Black-owned businesses. So who do Black-owned businesses I have to lean on? Banks don't loan money to Black-owned businesses. This is why I say when you go vote for a politician, ask them, all right, what are you doing to support Black-owned businesses? How many trillions of dollars are you going to make available in funding so that these Black-owned businesses can be successful? What is your Marshall Plan for Black-owned businesses? Where are your PPP loans for Black-owned businesses? Hey, well, if I'm a business owner and I got a good business that's making a good 20000 a year, can I go get a $300,000 loan so I can scale up my business model and get the training and support I need so that my business can grow? These are the questions you must ask because the number one employer of Black people, percentage-wise, is Black-owned businesses. Black-owned businesses are very quick to hire Black people. So if you're looking for jobs, you got to support your businesses. Do you agree? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. I, I try not to talk too fast, but I, I talk fast when I get excited. I hope that's okay. All right. So here are a few things you can do to support Black-owned businesses. I'm going to give you seven things you can do. Uh, feel free to write it down. If you don't write it down, just save the video, share it, whatever the case may be. Number one, Buying, buying from the business is obvious, right? A lot of you know that to support Black-owned businesses, you want to be very conscious. That's what we call being economically woke. Consciousness is a state of awareness, awareness of your surroundings. That's what consciousness means. We talk about being conscious. I'm in the conscious community, or we talk about being woke. Well, what does it mean to be woke? Woke means you're looking around, you know what's going on. Well, a lot of times when it comes to that $1.6 trillion in spend, so-called spending power you have, first of all, there ain't no such thing as $1.6 trillion in spending power. Power because there ain't much power in spending. You understand what I'm saying? Stop calling it spending power and instead call that investing power. And, and the thing about being black is that you got to be a double investor. You invest when you invest, but you should be investing when you spend. So you invest when you buy stocks and real estate and everything else. And that's why I told you guys as a mandate, I believe every black child should own stock when they're when they're a little baby, right? We've talked about the, the $5 a day plan, things like that. You can go to blackmoneyminute.com if you want a copy of an ebook where I show you how to do that. I'm going to put the URL on the screen. But also remember, when you spend, you're also investing. 
because because when you put that money into a business, they're going to take that money. They're going to invest that money somewhere. They're going to invest it in employees. They're going to invest it in infrastructure, whatever the case may be. So that black owned business is more likely than, say, a Walmart or an, an Amazon or a Target to take your money and put it right back into your community. Right. So so if you're smart and you're black, which all of you are, this is a platform for intelligent black people. Uh, if you're smart and you're black, then you know that you can not only invest when you invest, but you can invest when you're spending, too. So buying products from black owned businesses is an investment in the community. That's very important for us to be conscious and economically woke about where we're spending our money because your money's power. And, and when you and the, the reason you may feel powerless sometimes is because you've been trained to give your power away. This is we're fighting the brain washing here. This is very important. Number two, marketing. If you market your business uh, to other uh, or your, your favorite black owned businesses to other people, uh, that's very important. Word of mouth marketing is extremely valuable. Customer testimonials are extremely valuable. If you go to a black owned business and you love it, Shout that to the world. Let everybody know. Don't keep that to yourself. If they make the best barbecue ribs you've ever tasted, then tell everybody on Facebook. If you got a new pair of shoes from Lil Pookie and them down the street and you love those shoes, then say, I love these shoes I got from at Pookie, PookieShoes.com, whatever, right? Tell everybody how much you love that Black-owned business and what they did for you because this sort of marketing is extremely important. Marketing tends to take money. A lot of Black businesses are extremely undercapitalized, which is why your word of mouth marketing and letting people know about that business is really powerful. That's why, for example, when I've talked to celebrities, I've had celebrities reach out about Powernomics plans and things like that. Because you know, I talk to Dr. Claude Anderson every week. And in case you haven't read his book, Powernomics, everybody should read it. Everybody needs to read that book. And uh, one of the things I tell them is I tell the celebrities, look, I don't need your money. I don't want your money. You ain't got to write a check to me. Uh, I, I, I need your, I need your influence. I need your reach. I need those 20 million Twitter followers you have so that you can use that massive multi-billion dollar platform for something other than showing, you know, uh, uh, stupid pet tricks or women in bikinis or, or, or silly little jokes or whatever, right? So ultimately that marketing, that word of mouth is extremely important. Support your businesses by talking about them. Number three, I'll offer advice to support on how the business can improve. Sometimes black owned businesses let us down. Sometimes that black business owner is not where we think that they need to be. Sometimes we feel that they didn't deliver on what they said they're going to do. Well, maybe some feedback is beneficial, right? A lot of us are first generation business owners. How many of you uh, have parents that did not have a business, that did not run a business? Give me a yes in the chat. If you come from a family where business ownership was as foreign as 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 as, as, as Chinese, right? Where where owning a business and running a company was something that nobody talked about. Nobody, you know, the only thing you, people knew was either how to get welfare or how to get a job. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all went through that, but a lot of us did. So a lot of us are first generation business owners. So that feedback, that advice, that information is extremely important. Here's a strength black people have that's really important for us to leverage, which is we have a tremendous amount of human capital. Human capital means that the reason that people love to hire us is because we're smart. Going all the way back to slavery, we knew how to do all different kinds of things on the plantation. So we were quick to, we were an important commodity. Well, on the corporate plantation, you're a valuable commodity too. How many of y'all are have a skill? How many of y'all have got, got a master's degree in nursing? Or, uh, or or that MBA, or you got that degree in engineering, or you took, or you have that associate's degree in something that is making you the most valuable person on the team, right? We're really, really important in that way, right? So we're smart. We have a lot of great ideas. We have a lot of great training. Black women are the most, and I'm not making this up. The black women are the 
most educated group of people in America. Did y'all know that? I hope y'all knew that. If you don't know now, you know. So, so ultimately, why not apply that human capital to supporting each other's businesses by offering each other advice, feedback on how we can get better? Number four, uh, offer free labor if you can. If you if you have a business being run by somebody that you love, if I if you are my brother and you start a company and you can't afford employees, remember black owned businesses are undercapitalized. That's how they. That's how you're getting screwed. By the way, that's what you need to be fighting for in politics is the fact that black owned businesses are, are getting starved. Whereas if you watch them, um, anybody seen that story about that white girl, Elizabeth Holmes, who built that company, Theranos, which literally she got billions of dollars in funding and her, her product didn't even work. Like she didn't, she couldn't, she didn't have proof of concept. She didn't even made a nickel, hadn't even shown any uh, ability to deliver what she was going to deliver, but she got billions in funding. But there's a lot of companies out there like that. Black owned businesses, it's crazy. You can have a black business that's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Your profitability rate is through the roof. You're just killing it, nailing it. Growth is outrageous. And the bank is still like, eh, we don't know if we want to loan you any money. We got to think about it. We just, we just don't know. We just, 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 you're too risky. What's risky about me other than the color of my skin, right? So this kind of discrimination does occur. A lot of black businesses are underfinanced. So a lot of times the ability to go hire the people they need to hire is somewhat limited. Well, sometimes you can fill in the void. I'm not talking about doing this for everybody, but I'm saying that if you have a loved one who's starting a business, uh, your number one job is if you love them, if you love them, and if you don't love them, then, then whatever, do what you're going to do. But if you love them, uh, I'm, you should be thinking my number one job is to help you to survive. So if I've got some free time or uh, or some skill, some expertise I can deliver that is uh, that that I can deliver for free on a volunteer basis, I will do it. For example, just this morning, I got a text from Marcus Klein at Freedom Home Academy International. Freedom Home Academy International, it's not so much <clears throat> a business per se, but it's a great school. It's an extraordinary school built by black people that is educating black kids at a level that is better than Harvard. You, do you hear me? You look this school up, Freedom Home Academy International. I visited this school. You had eight-year-olds doing work that college freshmen can't do. And why can't this school get money? Why in the hell are they pouring billions into inferior schools that mistreat black kids, miseducate black kids, spit out a million black kids a year that can't read, but Freedom Home Academy International can't get the money they deserve when they're educating kids on a high level? Well, a lot of it's because there's something more sinister at hand that you're not aware of. Maybe you're not acknowledging this, or maybe somebody taught you that racism doesn't exist. But the reality is that they don't really want you to be ahead of the curve. Like Dr. Claude Anderson said to me the other day, he said, he said, white folks are homicidal. They're not suicidal. Now, if you're white, don't think I hate you. I don't hate you. But look at the history now. You got to look at your history. That you know, he said, he said, he said, why in the world? Do we have the descendants of slave masters teaching the descendants of slaves? That's crazy right there. That don't even make no sense. So ultimately, my point is to say that when I talked to Marcus this morning, because he's got a Black-owned entity that I love and support, and because I want to see him succeed, when he said, hey, can you come speak? Marcus may not know. Maybe Marcus is going to see this video, but brother, you need to know this right now. I'm not charging you a nickel. You know, you ain't got, I don't want you to pay me nothing because it ain't, ain't nothing but a thing for me to hop in a car and drive down to go to your school and speak. Now, I can't do that all the time. It's very difficult. My schedule is very busy, but because I see this school as something I've embraced, my wife and I have made donations to the school. We consider it like 
family. Like we love this school. We want to see them win. Well, we're going to do what we can to make sure they're successful. You should do the same thing for your cousin's business, for your sister's business, for your parents' business. All of these things. Got it? Makes sense? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Hit the thumbs up button also. Please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, all that stuff. All right, number five, another way you can support Black-owned businesses. And by the way, blackmoneyminute.com. That's where you can actually go get a free ebook on how to invest with $5 a day. So feel free to go to blackmoneyminute.com. The ebook is totally free. All right, number five, offer financial support or financing if you see it fit. Right now, this is not something you should do for every business. You can't do this for every business. But at some point, you're going to invest. Most of you are investors in here. Well, it, you know, there are a lot of uh, basically one of the challenges with black owned businesses is a lack of funding. I've said this several times. I'm going to keep saying it. So so one of the things you can do as a family is figure out how to help the business get the money that it needs to succeed. So one of the things that I teach in the seminars that I do, and we're doing a few of these seminars. Actually, if you go to voicewalkins.com or hit the link in the bio, you can actually come to one of the live events. We're going to go to uh, Chicago. Chicago in May. We're going to be uh, at the Essence Fest uh, in in, um, in July. We're going to go to, uh, the, well, of course, you got the All Black National Convention in October and a few other events. And so one of the things that I actually teach the students is the three C's of building an economy, the three markets that you have to create, a market for capital, a market for contractors, and a market for customers. And one of the things that we show is that in that space, in your family, if you have a group of people who understand how to run a business, how to support a business, how to fund a business, how to get a business what it needs, you can actually create lots of great, amazing things right there in that small group of people that you have. You need about maybe three to five people or more. If you do that, then you can get everything a business needs. So that fifth point is if you can raise the money to make sure the business is properly funded, that does a lot. Most businesses don't die due to a lack of profitability. Did y'all know that? Most businesses don't die because they're not profitable. In fact, a lot of business owners don't even want to be profitable because the more profitable you are, the more taxes you pay. So a lot of business owners don't even care about being profitable. You know what matters? Cash flow. Cash flow. Most businesses die not from a lack of profitability. They die from a lack of cash flow. So if you are able to uh, be part of a group that provides cash flow for your cousin or your sister's business to make sure that they have the cash to do what they need to do, then that can be the lifeblood that keeps that business alive. So offering some sort of financial support, funding, maybe an investment, whatever the case may be, can be beneficial. Number six, number six, the sixth way to support Black-owned businesses, uh, share ideas on products and markets that the business might want to explore. So <clears throat> if you have a cousin who's selling hot dogs, you might say, hey, you know what? I, I have a business and I sell buns. So why don't uh, why don't you and I get together and, and sell hot dogs and buns? Or or better yet, I have a lot of customers who are buying my buns who will probably want a hot dog. Or better yet, a more appropriate example might be um, if, if they're selling donuts, you might say, you know what? I noticed that the people that come in your donut shop are also looking for a cup of coffee. So if you spend you know twenty dollars a day putting a coffee station in the back of the of the of the office, <coughs> excuse me you can actually sell cups of coffee for a certain amount of money and make a nice profit off that, right? So ultimately, ideas are really important and powerful fuel for the growth of a business, right? Telling them either new things they can sell or new people they can sell things to can literally make the difference between a business being uh, flat and a business actually growing. Amazon, when Amazon realized, think about this, when Amazon was started, Jeff Bezos sat there in a class on how to build a library or something, right? And he sat there with the librarians taking notes on how to create a bookstore. So once he learned how to create a bookstore, he, he said, I'm going to use the internet to sell books. And he did it very well. He sold books off the shelf, right? Because the internet is, is unlimited and he was able to sell all these books. 
Well, at that point, he had all these customers and he was like, well, wait, that's right. I can sell other things to these people too. So, so that's when, <coughs> excuse me, guys, I'm choking. That's when Amazon took off was when they learned how to sell other things to people outside of books. And then next thing you know, years later, after Amazon's making tens of billions of dollars a year, well, they suddenly find out that they can actually offer web services. So they offered, they created Amazon web services where they're doing this back end uh, internet infrastructure for people. And suddenly they're making, they got this whole new area of growth, this whole new powerful revenue stream. So a lot of times if you have a business and you're good at selling one thing, there might be that other thing that's right there under the rug. You lift up the rug, there's a million dollars under the rug. I have seen this happen. I have seen people literally from one idea like, hey, you know, you might want to offer this to literally go from zero to 60. Uh, Twitter, the way Twitter got started was Twitter was a whole suite of all these different products and apps and everything else that nobody wanted. And then they did the research and they realized you know, people hate everything else we did, but they really like these stupid little tweets. These little tweets we added as an add-on, people love that. Well, now Twitter's worth billions and billions of dollars because they doubled down on the thing that people wanted. Let me let me drink some water so I don't choke anymore. Uh, if you could, while I do that, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe. Give me one second. <coughs> okay. I hope y'all can forgive me for choking. I get excited when I when I get excited. I think I I yell, I choke, and then when I choke, I sneeze. So if I start yelling, choking, and sneezing, just know it's because I'm really excited about this. So uh, number seven, the seventh way that you can support a black-owned business of somebody that you care about is uh, by partnering with that business. Partnerships, coming together as a group, joint ventures, having weekly family business meetings where you talk about uh, what everybody's trying to do. You share your dreams, you share resources. This is, according to economic theory, a key, a tremendous key to wealth. Coming together is literally one of the greatest sources of wealth that is, that is known to man. When Russia declared war on Ukraine and Russia became economically isolated. That cost Russia trillions of dollars. North Korea, by being economically isolated from the rest of the world, lives in dire poverty. So what I'm saying to you is everybody out here who uh, who thinks that this thing, this business wealth thing is something you're supposed to do all by yourself and all alone, and you're sitting there as a single parent trying to figure it all out <clears throat> without anybody's help, without being a part of any collective or any group or any partnerships, you're making things extremely hard for yourself because you got to come up with every idea. You have to come up with every resource. You've got to solve every problem. You've got to come up with every single thing that business needs. That's really hard to do. Apple is not a business that was created by one person or maintained by one person. Steve Jobs was the initiator, but there are tens of thousands of people who all work together to make Apple into the $3 trillion company that it is. So, if you want to build wealth in your family, one of the most important investments you can make, I'm going to double down on this in hopes that you'll hear me when I say this, is invest in knowing how to seek out and maintain healthy relationships with other people so that you can find avenues where there is enough trust built up in that relationship for you to partner with one another. This is an insight that I really dug into by, by spending so much time with my wife 
who is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. So you can imagine how odd the conversations are when between a finance professor and a social worker, because I, I, I was around a lot of capitalists when I was getting my PhD. She's around a lot of, of, of social workers, right? So, so I'm learning from her. She's learning from me. And one of the things that that I concluded about our community is that because of the trauma, uh, the trauma breeds a lot of drama. Anybody else notice that? Anybody else notice that a lot of our relationships end up crazy and chaotic when you're dealing with stuff that you don't think you should have to deal with. You're dealing with craziness in your relationships or whatever. And a lot of that is because of the trauma we experience as children, uh, the lack of confronting that trauma, the lack of therapy. We we don't, we, we there's a stigma on getting a therapist and all this other stuff. Next thing you know, we can't come together. We can't come together. We can't stick together because we're scared of each other. So we run off to white folks because we feel like somehow they're the ones that are going to take care of us. So how crazy do you got to be? How crazy, how messed up does your situation have to be that you run away from your allies to be next to your oppressor because you're seeking safety? You're literally running to the descendants of slave masters because you have concluded that that is the place to go if you want to be safe. And then you wonder why you keep losing and why your life is a big, complete mess. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to follow up on that last point about partnering with each other is learn how to be a good partner. Learn how to be a good partner in friendship. Learn how to be a good partner in romantic relationships. Learn how to be a good partner in business. It's all connected. And then once you learn how to be a good partner by dealing with your trauma, then you seek out people who have also learned how to be a good partner in friendship, how to be a good partner in business, how to be a good partner in relationships. That's what you do, right? So so ultimately, this is this is deep. This is really, really deep. A lot of the reasons for the struggle go deeper than just having access to money. If you're not fixed internally, I could give you a trillion dollars right now and you still going to find a way to blow it. So you got to do the internal work if you want to succeed. You also have to create the culture around you and in your family that encourages that kind of work so that you can be successful. So that's seven ways that you can support Black-owned businesses. Uh, it is it is definitely a community thing. It is definitely a family thing. It is definitely an emotional thing. Uh, and, and it's really the thing that must happen if you want to avoid the same stress, uh, struggle, and trauma that many of us have experienced coming up. If we don't want our kids to go through what we went through, we're going to have to shift the whole paradigm and, and right the whole ship. So that's my two cents for today. That was my thought I wanted to share on, on, on this uh, afternoon, and I hope that this was helpful to you, and I hope that this is beneficial to all of you in some way. Now, by the way, if you could take one second, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, How to Build Wealth by Investing $5 a Day, and you can also get on the email list and get lots of free stuff. I love to share information. Just go to blackmoneyminute.com. The URL is on the screen, or if you're watching on Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. And uh, also a reminder, uh, there are a few events coming up. So if you go to boycewalkins.com, there's a link to my events that we have coming up. And like I mentioned to you guys, we're going to be in Chicago and and we're going to go to the Essence in July, and we're going to go to the All Black National Convention, and we're going to be in Brooklyn and L.A., and eventually we're going to add London on there as well. So if you want to come into any of our uh, direct events, feel free to just go to boycewalkings.com and take a look. All right, guys, God bless you. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you, and I want to see you succeed. So uh, please have a wonderful day. I love you. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.